My toe name is Earl, 53,595, and a stolen TA status. This is Achievement Hunting 101. Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the new home for Achievement Hunters and Gamer Score Junkies. I'm Fufu Kali Poof, and thank you for listening. This is level 37. Now we have a smaller crew tonight. It's myself and fellow young and Corey. Hi, as always. And our babysitter, Nate. Hello. Nate, tell us about your week. How was it? Uh, my week was not bad. Um, I was working on some Vayners, uh, so I was doing some more uh, Arkham Blackgate. And then uh, I think, why did I go into the other Arkham? can't remember, but I went into Arkham City and I City? guess I, yeah, Arkham City. I was looking for one achievement and I ended up playing for six achievements, I think, because they it's... didn't pop. Like the, the toast never happened. So I was like, oh, I need an achievement. Oh, right. That's right. It was for the quest. I needed two achievements in Arkham City, Arkham City. So I went through and nothing popped up. No toast. So I ended up getting six and having a good time uh, playing games instead of moving on to other games. Now, Arkham City is not the Vayner one. I was just about to ask that. Is that the Vayner? No, I guess it's not the Vayner. Is it Arkham Asylum? Asylum. Asylum. No, which makes no sense to me because they're they're all the same thing. And actually, uh, I think I we had talked about this before. And I said that I did not agree with Arkham games being Vayners. But after playing Blackgate and... Then going from Blackgate back to an Arkham game, I see the argument. Um, it, it plays a lot like uh, a Metroid uh, Prime, which I think you kind of have to throw into the Metroid Vayner camp. Um, so I, I can see the justification for it. I'm still not sold, but I definitely see the justification for it. And and I, <laughs> I just love those Arkham games. I mean, I'm not great so at them, but, but they are good. Well, you get to play them six times. Yes. <laughs> if you really want. If you want that stack. At least. How about you, Corey? How was your week? Well, my week was a tad bit different than past weeks. Um, as far as gaming goes, I have decided to play for fun-ish. Ugh. I'm still getting an achievement a day, at least, for the streak. But it's mo- if it's mostly in a game one game that I'm playing, unless it I just can't get one and I have to get a quick one. Um, but I've decided to start playing A Hat in Time, which is a game I won last year, I think, off a of TA stream. And it's a, it's a good game. Uh, it's a platformer. The camera is horrendous. <laughs> so uh, keep that in mind if you want to start it. But the, the gameplay is fairly solid otherwise. A very cute game. Hecka cute is... The protagonist might say if she talked. Uh, But yeah, I've just been having fun with it. I I didn't look at a list. I'm not really looking at guides unless I get stuck, which I haven't really gotten stuck. Um, Who are you and what what have you done with Corey? Which of the Mario 64 games would you liken this more to? Is this more like a Mario 64? More like a, what's the one with the backpack? The Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. And then, or Galaxy. Which would you say? Well, had I played those enough to warrant uh, a comparison, I I don't know. Maybe maybe Sunshine. I don't know. Okay. There's there's different levels, and 
after you do a level, you go back to your spaceship and you can go back and and replay or or whatever. Uh, and they they amount to chapters and and however, but that's not very linear. Uh, it's linear to a a very basic extent. But yeah. after you do some stuff, you can go wherever you want. But how's the um, polish? Uh, it's it's a it it's a like higher a... tier okay. indie game. Okay, so. It's not quite where the bees make honey, but it's not quite, <laughs> uh, um, I don't know, uh, what, it's escaping me right now, one of the one of the good ones, but uh, maybe like Yonder, Yonder looked pretty good from what I saw, but uh, it, it's in it's in the, in the middle, the, the high, higher tier there, uh, but it is an indie game and it is a more expensive indie game, uh, but it, it's rated very well and I can see why, and so, uh, so I'm having fun with it, just playing it how it's meant to be played and just taking it in so uh, I, I don't know if that will be a new norm for me or not but that's what i've been playing this past week i did decide to uh throw threes on the tag though last night because i couldn't get an achievement and i had in time and that was a quick one but the infamous threes is now there watch out for that on the different contests Oh well, I mean that's why you have filters, and why you uh, okay. So you trim down your list. Gotcha. The best Curate. part of threes. Is, I'm with you, but by the way, the best feature of threes is no longer there. Right, this, back when they had the um, the back sidebar. In my day. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. The but snap. It, yeah, when you had the snap feature, and you could play threes while you're waiting for something else to go on, or you play threes while you're watching TV. That was the killer feature for threes. You know, I never utilized that feature, mm. but I kind of wish it was there now. Yeah. Because I, I would totally would. Yep. For uh, TV or anything else? I mean, for anything. It would probably be Netflix, to be honest. But uh, Or to actually, I've, I've been watching a lot of streams lately, a lot of Twitch streams. So if <laughs> I could throw Twitch up there without having to look down at my phone or my iPad, uh, it'd be even better. But I could see that feature being very useful for a game like Threes. Yep. See, I never watched... I never used the snap feature to watch something because I wanted to focus on whatever game I was playing, but I like to use it for achievements. Well, I mean, if you could, if you could, if you could reverse it and put threes as the smaller snap screen, that would be Mm -hmm. like the most ideal situation. I think that's what you could do. That's how it worked. Cause I mean, it's just a, it's a, what is a four by four, maybe a five by five Mm -hmm. grid. (laughs) And all you're doing is moving it. Yeah. It reminded me of going back to world of Warcraft. Um, (laughs) They implemented, I, I think, I think they did this, or, or other people were just doing this, but they were playing like Bejeweled on the Griffins, flying from uh, zone to zone. So like, as you're flying through zones, you're playing Bejeweled. Um, it just reminded me very much of that, but enough of wow. Demi, wow. Did, do you have any hey, what about you? fun, exciting, sexy times this week? Sexy Foo-foo. times? Or play any games? Or that. I actually did play some games. I've been on a fighting game kick lately. I don't know what it is. I'm not the biggest fighting game fan, but every so often like I start to play one, and it's just like, all I really want to do is play them. I've played two this week. One, did actually, Corey, you and I did a little boosting in Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Got tried. a couple of... Yeah, tried. We got a couple of ranked wins for each other. And then the other one that I was playing a bunch of is Dead or Alive 6. Mm-hmm. Now this is I actually really enjoy these games. It's a, they're a really solid fighter. But the nice part about this is it has a lot of easy achievements. 
as right now, I'm 20 of 36, and I have only a couple hours into the game. See, fighting games, that genre is interesting to me. I, I, I like the genre. I enjoy it. I, I go back, way back with Mortal Kombat. I always love those games. Uh, but I'm, I never spend enough time to become, you know, expert at it or anything like that. I don't memorize Same. the combos. And especially when you mix and mingle different fighting games, I find it very hard to, uh, to adjust quickly to the, the, another one because of how different they can be. Yeah. There's no time to master all the games now. You know, if you're going to play them all, you're going to be just touring. You're not going to be excelling at any of them. It's not kind oh, of the way. It's not the way you've been playing games these past couple of years. So true. Yeah. I, I am surprised that you didn't mention Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom. Yes, Infinite, since it's a new one to Game Pass. I have it downloaded. I haven't tried it yet. It's on the list. All sixty-four gigs, which is still insane to me how big that game is for our fighting game. Jeez, it was. It's it's infinitely big. That. <laughs> uh, let's get on to some news. There's not really a whole lot worth talking about. Never. There is one unfortunate news story. Happy Dungeons, There's they have announced a server, server closure. The server closure is coming June 17th. Now, this really shouldn't be any shock, considering a couple of the Happy Games, Happy Wars, and I forget the other ones. Uh, they're all closing down. But have you guys played Happy Dungeon any? I personally haven't tried it, so this is no skin off my back. I don't much care. That's a big no from me. I I think I played Happy Wars. Uh, I don't. I played one of them, and yeah, not my cup of tea. I, I didn't really understand it. Of course, yeah. I didn't play it longer than uh, probably fifteen minutes to understand it. Yeah, I was late to Happy Wars, um, but I was right there at the door of Happy Dungeons. So when it came down and it was free, I of course downloaded it and tried it uh, and made some progress. Um, they actually announced this before as well the server shutdown so this is just kind of a reminder shutdown um gotcha yeah so it's kind of in my to-do list to go and try to get the full completion um but it would require uh, a few other people to be stupid enough to also try that um because there's some some group achievements that you have to do um but i've already done the time ones you know playing for 100 hours playing for what is it 50 hours as each class just by idling while I was at work. So I wasn't really doing too it's much simple. for that. Yeah. So so you can idle those. You can get a lot of achievements in a short amount of time. Uh, you may not be able to get the full completion unless you have a group. But, um, yeah. And it's not that bad of a game. I mean, uh, it's, it, there's fun to be had in that game. More, more so than Happy Wars, I think. Well, I was about to say, oh, I can just let it idle and grab grab some achievements. That's That sounds great. Sure I click on to the TA page. This game has been removed from the Microsoft Store. So, I guess not. Oh. This isn't going to Montag. So sad. <laughs> oh, well. So, if you want to complete that, better jump on it now. only got two months. Yeah. And yeah. if you need a channel on Discord to, <laughs> to get together, then you don't hesitate to ask, because <laughs> I'm sure one will be created at the drop of a dime <laughs> at that L has his finger ready and it's itching to make a new channel. He's not even here and he's ready. He just senses that a new channel needs to be created by all means. We also have a community question this week. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. 
this one actually wasn't asked to us. It was actually on my TA feed. <laughs> this is an eavesdropped question, basically. Yeah, there you go. This was an eaves- eavesdropped question. <laughs> she just didn't. It was understood that it was to AH101. Mm-hmm. She just didn't tag us. Exactly. I'm just I'm just going to take it and we're going to run with it. Kitty Skies asked a question on TA and said, what's your hardest game completion, which you didn't think you could do? Now, she completed Roundabout. Uh, Nate, how about you? Um, for me, yeah, I was thinking about this and um, I had two different categories. One was like um, a multiplayer game. Uh, and that would have been Titanfall because it was just going to take way too long. And just some of these things were impossible. Like I could not shoot a pilot that was ejecting um, because they would do these weird corkscrews or they would go invisible or right. something else. So I just, there was no way I was going to get that naturally. Um, Gen any, 10 is stupid. In any sane amount of time. Uh, so I was just kind of like, well, that's not going to happen. So with a boost, that was surprisingly fun and doable. Um, so for me, that was pretty hard which i thought was gonna be very hard but ended up being doable uh and as far as solo um no time to explain we have time to explain it no I, by I, all means no. go into it i really i have to be somewhere oh okay uh that game it just has some very challenging uh sections and um yeah if you're just persistent and you just kind of keep at it and you get lucky um you can actually beat it so or at least i was able to um and i thought it was that, maybe, that game can suck it yeah i thought it was behind uh, or i thought it was beyond my abilities but um maybe i just got lucky that day and actually one of the reviews on ta is written by matriarch so yeah so give it a give it a read maybe not you Corey. yeah so i am going to cheat a little bit um i was looking through the completed games on my tag and there's really not like nothing stood out to me like yeah, there was Plants vs. Zombies, but we boosted it, so I intended to complete it, and I, you know, ultimately it wasn't that hard. Um, but I'm going to cheat a little bit and pick a game that I've yet to complete, but I'm going to complete. It's just a matter of when. And that will be the always-mentioned Guacamelee, <laughs> um, the first one. Always mentioned. Royalty uh, checks. I, I don't know I, what this checks. game is. Yeah, so uh, I have completed the second one. Um it, it wasn't, I did not find it that hard. I uh, had a lot of fun with it. And it's probably because I, at the time, was playing both of these games pretty consistently. And for the majority of my playtime uh, during that month, it was January. Um, and because of the Metroidvania thing, it, it kind of forced me to go back to the first one, which I gave up. Um, and I was in a very serious w- walkthrough of it for RTDL. I had to get one of the in-game achievements, and I said, well, I'm going to get all the achievements that I can on that playthrough, so I'm going to go through the walkthrough. And if you're not familiar with Guacamelee, eventually you come to a challenge section of the map, and it's called um, Inferno. And you, I think there was 20 doors or sure. so, and um, you get bronze and silver and gold medals. Well, there happens to be an achievement for getting gold in all of them, well, I had trouble getting bronze in most of them, and some of them I couldn't even do. And so I just straight up, after playing for at least what it felt like a couple hours on just a couple of these rooms, I gave up on this game. No more, was never going to play it again. Uh, well, luckily for me, I did go back to it. 
I persevered and perseverance. <laughs> uh, it, I got the, I don't know how much time it took me, but according to TA, I unlocked the gold medal achievement two days after the bronze medal one. And so uh, that's a, that it, this will be a completion that I never thought I would get, uh, but strictly because of those challenge rooms. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I went back to it because now that series and that game is one of my favorites of this generation. So guacamole it is. I love that story. Yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> truly a, a heart warmer there. <laughs> uh, foo-foo? I as well have two games, although it's the same series. Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Now, but these games I actually I highly enjoy. Left 4 Dead's up there and one of my favorite games. So much fun. I didn't ever actually think I would complete this before the sole fact of you got to complete all the campaigns on expert, even with the, the, um, the workaround in it, you know, it's, it's still difficult. You still need four players, which at the time I didn't have any. And I always considered left for dead to just be one of those games. That's just going to sit on my tag, never actually going to be able to complete, but it won't be that completion that I always want, but just can't have. And, wind up actually going through it. This when I first got into this community this achievement hunting community with well it was originally Zed to Zed, this was one of the first games that we decided to boost. Left for Dead One, it was actually myself, Big L, Skeptical Mario Mario and Prue. The four of us went through it. And then on Left 4 Dead Two, we uh Skeptical Mario didn't have it, so he dropped out and Michelle dropped we uh Michelle came in. And then the four of us completed that game. Lots of fun. That's a good... Uh, you really didn't boost it, per se. You might have boosted some, but it's really a, a co-op experience at that point. Yeah, and so it's definitely you, more co-op. You definitely cannot do it solo. Uh, obviously, that goes without saying when you have to win a versus campaign. But yeah, you could join randoms, but uh, a, a dedicated team that is talking to each other is surely the way to go. Oh, it makes all the difference. Now, that one does have a, a genocidist achievement for killing a bunch of zombies. Did you have 53,595. 53, exactly. Did you have any trouble with that, or did you have to grind it out? Or did it come pretty naturally? I unlocked that before I even knew anyone in the, in the community. <laughs> I that's these that's games probably a more of a testament to the game, because that, that is a fun game and a good game. I have never played it. Really? Yep. Well, it will never get a three, so you have all the time in the world to get one and two. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If you wanted to play it, I would load it back up just to play with you. I love that game so much to help right. you out. Well, coming down the road. It's a good... Yeah, a lot of the achievements in the first one, more than the second one, I preferred the, the first. A lot of them I unlocked before we ever decided to start uh, boosting, quote-unquote. Were they fun so, yeah. achievements, or were they like progression-based, or number-based, or... I would say it's a very fun list. Very, okay. Yes. Very it really makes you play character. all the different characters and from different angles. Oh, that's fun. That's a good list then. Yeah. Do you know anything about it? Um, it's, Like the special zombies and stuff like that? I mean, it's, it's like a rhythm game, right? Uh, Yeah, there you go, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like you have the different special zombies and you have to either take down a survivor and a, with their, their ability in a unique way. And, you know, they do have the generic ones, like, beat each campaign on Expert. And, like he said, you know, kill 53,595 zombies. Is it actually that number? Yes. Oh, yeah, wow. exactly. Okay. Okay. 
Now, Foof, I don't know if you heard. Um, have you heard of the game Back for Blood? No. Uh, just as a quick sidebar, the Turtle Rock Studios are, have announced a game called Back for Blood, and mm. they made Left for Dead and Left for Dead 2, I believe. This is the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. I like where this is going. Because <laughs> as I alluded to earlier, we know Valve will never make Left 4 Dead 3. Absolutely. So it seems like they have taken it in their own hands and will be getting that co-op zombie shooter back. Awesome. That sounds great. Now, wasn't, At least that's, that's the rumor. Wasn't Earthfall supposed to be kind of like a Left 4 Dead? Um, I can't recall what Earthfall is. Well, it didn't do very well. <laughs> Well, Turtle Rock's last game, Evolve, didn't do super well either. This is true. But That's how I know Turtle Rock. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I know they're like <laughs> they're a, not dead. a developer that didn't do too well, but I couldn't remember what it was. You yeah, thought they, they were dead. They, they, they seem to be doing okay. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Well, hopefully it's better than Evolve. Let me get their crap together. Well, Evolve was a different game, but that's neither here nor there. So No. Okay, well. How about we talk about some sales? I like uh, sales. It's on sale. It's for me. Well, in that uh, case, are you buying anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, let, let me look. Let me look. Um, yeah, so this sale is a little weak uh, this week. The The actual sale. Um, we do Sorry have time. We do have some more sales coming up the, that might be talked about later. Uh, we, I guess we'll see. But uh, in the official week of Deals with Gold, I don't know if I'm going to be buying anything, but what did pique my interest, and you guys can tell me that you didn't play them because I'm almost positive you haven't, uh, <laughs> Mark, Mc Mark McMorris, Infinite Air. Now, this is a snowboarding game, and my background as a gamer, uh, I put a lot of hours into Cool Borders and oh, Amped, <laughs> and yeah. uh, I, I love snowboarding games. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, SSX tricky. Fun. The, I was gonna say you didn't say SSX. I was yeah. SSX games. They they were they were pretty good. Uh, I I did dabble in Steep. It was on a free to play weekend one day, but it didn't quite. It was fun, but it didn't quite grab my attention enough to want to buy it. Um, so I have not dived into that. But but this one is seven fifty uh, from thirty dollars. So that's a good discount. It has thirty almost thirty four hundred TA. Uh, so it's it's definitely not going to be easy with 19 completions out of almost 1100 and so definitely probably won't be going for a completion if i get it it's going to be more for that fun uh factor so i don't know it's it's it, there's a tab open for it we will see um mm -hmm. just some honorable mentions uh i i, I do want to throw out there's a game called i don't know anything about it there's a game called juju that's backwards compatible from the 360 uh, it's two twenty four from fifteen dollars, and it's a platformer, and it's uh it's a, has a thousand gamer score. So that was pretty it's pretty rare on a, a three sixty game, right? Attack in the power of juju. <laughs> and then a favorite of mine from the three sixty era is Red Faction Guerrilla, three dollars from twenty dollars. Now it is not the game for a completionist. Uh, I I don't even know if the three sixty version. It, how, how doable it is because it has very heavy multiplayer achievements there near the end um so i don't even know if it can be boosted or not 
and it does have a remastered version that is technically a remastered, remastered version yeah. <laughs> uh, that I have, but I haven't started yet. Uh, and so if you're going for the game, I would probably suggest that one. But if you want to go for that value, $3 for that game, even the campaign was was fantastic for me. I love the destruction in that game. Uh, and you can get a lot of achievements in it. It's just, it's going to be very hard for the completion, but just for the matchmaking portions. There's just something about taking a sledgehammer to the side of like a missile silo exactly. <laughs> or a warehouse and just making your own entrance like the Hulk. Uh, that is that is just a fun mechanic. Yeah, you cannot beat it for sure. Was that similar to, um, oh, I just had it, Battlefield Bad Company? Um, I mean, in the destruction terms, yeah. A bad Company was the one where you could like level buildings. Huh. I don't think you could do every building. This one, I'm pretty sure you could do every building. If not, I think you could I'm, do a lot. I think I yeah, played Red Faction, yeah. but I might be thinking of Bad Company. No, there were a bunch of Red Factions. So, yeah, th- this one in particular, I don't, I don't know if I've played the other ones. The sequel didn't get as good of uh, reviews, but Gorilla was great for me. I put, I put a lot of time in it on the 360. But that is kind of it for me. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for that spring sale to uh to kick in so what about you koosh oh, yeah i'm waiting for that spring sale Let's see what's in there um as far as what's currently out there i did not have and it was a surprise to me because i thought i did disney bolt um we mentioned it i mentioned I it last week you don't have that <laughs> i mentioned it last week how i love myself uh a, a movie tie-in game um and this is one of those uh apparently it's not that long um it is 5.99 down from 15 or 14.99 uh it's got an 8 to 10 hour completion and a 1.362 ratio uh so it seems like it was just waiting to be picked up so i picked that one up it almost Um, surprises me that since it's a very heavily licensed game that it's still around. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I guess get it while they're getting good. Yeah, I've seen it in GameStop, which is why I was surprised I hadn't picked it up. Because normally when there's a sale where they do like the 4 for 20 or whatever, um, <clears throat> or you know whatever their, their bulk where you have to buy a couple at a time, like those would be the ones that I kind of angle for. Um, so I was a little surprised that I hadn't, hadn't picked that up. So I, I got the digital version. I'll probably find the physical version a week from now. Uh, <laughs> and just, just have to eat that, but whatever. Um, so it's the wrong dog game on sale. <laughs> uh, another game uh, that I would like to recommend, um, people may already have it uh, or may have already played it, but Human Fall Flat. Um, this is a fun game. It is a, uh, I guess, a physics puzzler platformer um it is 749 down from 15 dollars. it's an 8 to 10 hour completion uh, unless you watch the uh, the speed run uh, and then you could shave off a considerable amount of time it is uh 1120 gamer score now what um what did i say 1120 gamer score um because weird well because there was um uh there have been a few add-ons or at least, at least one add-on uh, that added gamer score and um, a new level called Aztec. Now, on the 16th of this month, they're going to add another level uh, called Dark. And if it does what the previous uh, free update did, 
it'll add four to six achievements and 120 gamer score. Um, so if you get it now, just know that you're you're probably going to be at uh, 1240 gamer score for uh, 749. And it is a fun game. It's especially fun to play um, where there's an audience, uh, people just to laugh at how bad you are at the physics. Um, <laughs> and it is a it's a fun game. I recommend checking it out if you don't already know about it. It's on Game Pass. Too. Yes, it's on Game Pass, but um, that, you know that's not forever. Uh, so if, if this is something you want to keep around, uh, maybe maybe you want to dive in now. I and played this game. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's fun. fun with a group. I would get so frustrated by myself. <laughs> it's fun with a group if you have somebody that knows what they're doing because they can kind of just carry you um, almost literally uh, throughout the game. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played it with a group, but. Um, you know, I've watched some videos online, and they actually—that's—that's that's the way to do it. Is is try it and be like, "Oh man, this is hard." But then watch kind of the the videos and say, "Oh, okay, well these are, these are the tricks that I can use." Oh, we we need to get together then. See, I've played it a little bit, not that much, maybe twenty minutes, just enough to get the idea of the game. And then I noticed that my nephew was watching his favorite favorite streamer play it. And he's just like, oh, I want to try this game. So I'm like, hey, here's my Xbox with my profile. Take it, take it for a try. And he wound up putting like another three hours into it and unlocked a couple of achievements for me. So that worked out well. So the um, the speed run, the entire speed run, uh, apparently can be done in six to eight minutes. Yeah, I was just about to say, Jeez. you need that achievement, and so do I. So yeah. wink, wink, the date. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that works. Can you just can, if you leave the level, does the other person leave the level? Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Hmm. I do know that. I mean, like I said, you're you're literally carried. Um, so one person could keep advancing, and then the person who couldn't advance because they weren't good or they just want to sit there, they could hmm. die and then respawn near oh. the uh, the other, you know, the person who is almost done. And you don't even think you have to be there. As soon as that person finishes the level, it pops for everybody. It was actually really nice in that in that aspect. Oh, okay. Yeah, I but still need to I'm going to have to check that speed run achievement. Yeah. That eight-minute run. It's a date. How many players it. can play it? Um, I think that they're, they're adding four. Yeah, I think they're – I thought that they were adding four. I might be thinking of a different game. Adding four to make it eight co-op? Uh, I'm sorry. Adding up to four um, total. But I could be wrong. I might be thinking of another game that uh, maybe Gang Beasts looks similar. Maybe I think there's just another game that was announced recently that was adding a few more extra players locally. Uh, and finally, uh, I am opening a tab on the King's Bird. Um, <laughs> this is a interesting kind of platformer. Apparently, I really like platformers, uh, which is not that much of a surprise to me. Uh, it's thirteen ninety nine down from nineteen ninety nine. I don't think a whole lot of people have played it. I believe it's a little bit challenging, but I'm going to watch it. I'd like it to be cheaper, um, but uh, like I said, I'm opening the tab. It but, looked uh, interesting. I watched somebody stream it and uh, get very frustrated at times. But <laughs> I just like the the movement that it has. So you, you can, <clears throat> you're a bird, I think, uh, or you can at least swoop like Word. a bird. So part of the mechanics is... Uh, gaining momentum by diving down and, and coming back up um, and then using that to do wall jumps or you know, try to get as much height as you can off of a off of a dive it looks it looks interesting um, but 
that's a little pricey at fourteen dollars. I would definitely like uh, like it to go a little bit cheaper. Yeah, the um, I was just kind of looking at its page, and it has to be the price because it looks like a great game. Like visually, it does not look like crap. It's very minimalistic, <laughs> but it, it I've seen a lot worse games. And even the gameplay looks solid, and it only has fourteen tracked gamers. That's almost a travesty yes. at this point. That's definitely a very simple looking game. <laughs> and, wow. But seven people, half the population that has played it, supposedly on TA, has completed it. Oh. So, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Well, who are those seven people? It could be the seven hardcore. Uh, yeah, a couple of them are the some of the hardcore. Uh, Cladmaster. Yep. Uh, Otakin. Yep. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I could have guessed those guys, so yeah. Yeah, everybody else. Oh, it's actually funny. Those seven that have completed it, 1,300 TA. The next person in line is at 236 TA. So there's like a hard wall somewhere <laughs> in that game. Oh, now I'm, I'm really tempted now. I need to go on sale, though. We'll, we'll see what happens as the week goes on. So, Man, 14 gamers. This game's been out for two months. <laughs> no one's playing this. It's thing. the price. It's the price and the challenge. Yeah. People don't like hard games. True. What about you, Kenny? Anything uh, tempting the wallet? tickling the wallet open <laughs> well at first there wasn't but then i started going through the easy completions list and there's two specific games that i'm kind of looking at the first one is mecha mecha nika 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 works for me now this one's a zero to one hour it's an adventure point and click type of a game it has uh, 30 achievements worth 1,000 gamer score, 1,039 TA, so it's super quick completion. Isn't necessarily the heaviest sale, but usually 599 down to 450 Not too expensive, 450 for a quick completion. I don't know if I'll get that. The other one that... Hey, real quick, have you played Agatha Knife? I have not. I purchased Agatha Knife with the intention <laughs> of playing. I so. know of it. Me- Mechanica is made by the same people and it's in the Agatha Knife universe. Um, just to let you know, I-, I have not played Agatha Knife, but I did play and complete Mechanica. Uh, I followed a guide, so I, I did make it quick for myself. Um, kind of wish I wouldn't have, but y- you know, live and learn. Uh, now, why is that? Because why is what? Wh- why is it that you wish you wouldn't have used the guide? Because I see point and click and I immediately just want to use a guide. I don't like point and click. Let me guess. Because it's such a short game. A short short game has something to do with it. And then my newfound look on life is, why did I even play it? So, you know, that's just flavor of the week right now for me. Why did I even spend my time playing the game? Just to put points on the tag. I I guess that's the answer. But um, maybe I I feel like I sold myself short of the experience. So I get that. Kind of like that. It, it it it's a it's the one of the better point and click games that I've played. I haven't played a lot because it's not really my genre of choice. What's what's but, that up there with then? Um, like I don't know. Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think of the one of the ones I played recently. King's it, Quest. I've not played King's Quest. I played Mr. Pumpkin. It's better okay. than Mr. Pumpkin for me. Well, it probably because it makes sense. Puzzly. I'm assuming maybe it makes maybe, sense. maybe like Little Acre. Okay. Maybe like that. Okay. Have you played any of the Deponas? Deponia? I have not. Okay. See, I haven't played a lot of point-and-click games. I, I 
off the top of my head, the only one I can think of that I've played is Mr. Pumpkin, but I've watched a couple of them, and they just they just don't look fun. To, so in I, order to play a point and click, like you know, legitimate and like you have to actually put effort into paying attention and uh, figuring all that stuff out on your own, and you have to like click on everything and and you know read yeah. and stuff like that and. <laughs> Most of the time, you're trying to make it as efficient as you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not me. Yeah, I'd rather just use the guide, get get in, get out. They're mostly games for enjoyment. They're not going to be ones that you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out if you just follow a guide. It's the sort of thing where you're playing a game, you get stuck, you pull up the guide, and intending just to get past this one challenge. But then it was so easy, right? Oh, well, the guide really was very helpful, and now you get to five minutes later, you're at the next puzzle, and you're like, oh, I'm stumped again. So you just kind of want to go back to the guide. It's almost as if you would have enjoyed the game more if the guide had never been available. Um, yeah, in this case, there are uh, to what TA labels as 12 missables, and it, I don't know, it, not enjoying the genre d- definitely doesn't want to make me play it twice, so... That that's another reason I would guide it. That's a valid reason. Uh, yeah, but but you know, but to each their own. It it, uh, it is only one hour, so it would only add an hour or two to my life. I would uh, hope, right. but I would hope that we could get um, more guides for these types of games that are uh, spoiler free, um, but that indicate, oh, you're going to miss. A collectible you're going to miss something that's going to cause a second playthrough if you continue i understand i mean Na- it, yeah i would like to see more guides of that the Man. guide there is a walkthrough of this game on ta it's a it's a good walkthrough there are pictures and fairly short paragraphs which i appreciate i don't like to read a wall of text in between uh as far as spoilers go uh it's obviously going to spoil the the puzzles and stuff but uh i don't think they they go into too much story detail, but I, I, it's, it's kind of hard to not spoil stuff when it comes to a game like this, I would think. Now that I'm thinking of it, thinking about it, I did the same thing. I kind of wish I wanted to use the guide, but level 22. I actually really enjoyed that game, and I used the guide the entire time. And when I was kind of done, I'm like, kind of wish I didn't. I wouldn't have done that, especially since there was chapter select. I could have always went back to get the collectibles. But yes, guides do tend to ruin games at times and those games more than any other i would think yeah what was the uh second right. game that that uh piqued your interest oh yes uh second game was fairy legends of avalon fairies that sounds new i don't think that's ever been on sale before apparently you know about it <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's been on sale forever it comes around like uh all the time this thing is always on sale crazy but i've never played it i'll be honest the real reason why i'm interested in this or what really brought my attention to it is the fact that it's usually 750 and it's down to a dollar 50 and it's normally 200 it's, gamer score and it's still 200 gamer score <laughs> 200 gamer score down to 150 yeah but i mean it's a dollar 50 game i bought crypt of the surfing king just because it was a dollar 50 that's so cheap mm-hmm. uh you buy you bought it because it has uh, at least hints about the Flying Dutchman. That's why you you want it. I actually didn't see that, but that's nice. You SpongeBob fanatic, you. The other reason why I'm interested in it is because of the genre. An RPG turn-based game, 
that's up my alley. That sounds like something I'll enjoy. And being a six to eight hours, that's not. That's a decent amount of gameplay, especially for a dollar fifty. Hmm. I smell a challenge. <laughs> oh boy, I smell a challenge coming up in a couple months. <laughs> um, some other easy completions. <laughs> Oh, I was just looking at the walkthrough for it, which you might want to check out because it, it does has to show some gameplay and some footage. But the last <laughs> sentence, the, the the sentence before the last sentence in the walkthrough, it says, enjoy your derp ass ending. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that opened means. with that. <laughs> okay, now I kind of want to play it even more. <laughs> um, a couple other games that you might be interested in if you're just looking for some easy, easy completions. Adam's Venture Origins, four to six hour game, puzzle adventure. There you go, Michelle. Don't use a guide. Okay, yeah, don't use a guide. Uh, 15 achievements, 1,000 game of score, 1,112 TA, so clearly achievement hunters like this one. Everyone's completing it. Have you guys played this one? I have not. I have not. I bought it previously when it was on sale. I don't think it was that deep of a, a discount. Uh, I probably got it at 50%. I think I was waiting for that. Uh, mm. But I like this type of game, um, especially when I have time to enjoy it. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Doesn't it sting a little when you buy a game and it goes on sale on a deeper discount you haven't even started it? Yeah. Get you right there. Mm-hmm. And actually, now I said, I don't think I actually mentioned the price. It's typically $30 down to 5 bucks. That's a deep discount. Yeah, that's, that's a better sale than what I got it for, I'm sure. I'm sure I picked it up at 50%. So, um, Other game you might be interested in, Owlboy. Right. I know at least you two are interested in that, at the least, if you don't already own it, for the fact that it's a Metroidvania. It's a Vayner. Yep. Yeah, I picked it up uh, probably in January or early February. It was last on sale. I think probably for the same price, if not close. Yeah, it's a good game. I completed it. Um, it's one of the Metroidvaners that has a different movement mechanic. Um, so it's not your typical kind of running gun platforming uh, because you are an owl boy and you're flying. Um, it's a fun game. I would not call it an easy completion. Um, I wouldn't say it's super hard, but there are one or two challenging things. Uh, I guess maybe the easy comes from it doesn't take that long if you're following a guide. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the shorter Metroidvania completions at eight to ten hours and as 24 achievements worth a thousand gamer score 2317 ta and it's on sale usually 25 dollars down to 15 bucks that ta is a bit high i wasn't expecting that much <laughs> yeah about a tenth of people have completed it well 12.91 percent was outboy in game pass at one point no no specials no no deals Oh, there's a couple of deals, but uh, yeah, n- nothing that would bring the masses to it. Just over a thousand tracked right now. Gotcha. Yeah, shout out to Kush, Freem, Elroy, and Waka, though. They have all completed this game. Maybe I'll join you soon. <laughs> I need Probably. to start it first, but maybe I'll join you. Well, I was wrong about Owlboy making it to Game Pass, but one game that is for sure coming to Game Pass is Minecraft. Now, I think this is the better together version for the love of god i don't know there's so many of these stupid games i mean I, at this point there's just one version uh for xbox and that would be the the better together version um and now that we are talking about it live on air uh, i will click minecraft 
to tell you that it is the one labeled Minecraft, simply Minecraft. Yeah, uh, according to TA. Yeah, it, I have it up. It just says Minecraft. I don't know. I don't. I have. I've never played Minecraft. I'm going to play Minecraft now. I've always been too cheap to buy this game because I knew it's not something I'd want to spend that much money on. Uh, yeah, if you I don't have it, I, I would. I would definitely do it. Um, this one in particular can play with the PC version, which you can load up if you have it or know somebody with it. Uh, they can load up their achievement worlds, and you could get a lot of it done, if not all of it done. Uh, very, 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 very quickly. Sounds wonderful and holy crap! This is a popular game. Almost ninety-two thousand track gamers. It's Minecraft, of course. And only seven hundred and ninety have completed it. Usually is. And just think, at least ninety thousand of those people probably paid for it too. Wow. Yeah. In yeah. some form or fashion, they did do like a. It was either a discount or you got it for free. Well, this one, you, right? this one you got it for free. I think you got the Xbox One version that is discontinued. It was a discount if you had the Minecraft 360 version. Yeah. E- either way, sounds about right. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of kids playing. Two thousand one hundred seventy gamer scores, which another weird number. Long, and then that comes with a hefty six thousand four hundred fifty-two TA. So. That's if you have Game Pass, you're interested in it. That would be a good game for the BCM. Not this week, though. Oh yeah, thirty hours. Never mind. Thanks to those achievement worlds, it brought the completion estimate way, way, way down. Yeah, I could hop with that was a little bit longer. Yeah, essentially, there's an achievement for staying alive for 100 days, which takes about 33-ish hours, uh, give or take. Anyways, that you can't speed up, so that's probably where most of that time is coming from. Does that have to be done in one sitting, or can you save state? Um, it, it it tracks it. Um, okay. I don't I don't know if the tracker itself works, but no, it doesn't have to be done at once. Most people with achievement worlds, uh, the one that I'm thinking about that's probably the most popular, he has a room that if you put it on easy, which I think he tells you in the walkthrough, you won't die of hunger or anything like that. So you go into this like one by one room, close the door so nothing will kill you. And you won't die of hunger, and you just leave your system running. Uh, I remember I had, at the time I was doing it, I had my iPhone going, uh, hooked up to the cable, and the Android phone going, and they just ran like, you know, all day and all night for uh, a day or two. <laughs> rip, rip data if you're not on uh, on Wi-Fi there. If, you, if you're new to the show and you don't actually know what the BCM is, that's the Better Completions Matter contest. This was conceived and run by a friend of the show, Iron Fist of Snuff. Now, for this contest, the registration is closed. It's actually been closed since the first of the year. But if you want, you can still play along at home. Uh, embedded in the BCM is a challenge proposed and run by another friend of the show, Freemhole. I think most of us know who that is. Each year, he publishes a list of 30 categories for game completions. Now, with this, you can join in at any point in the year. And if you want more details about that, you can go over to the website, forum.zdz.com, and then just search for the Freemholes Completion Challenge 2019 there, and you can get the full list of all the categories uh, that he puts out each year. You can conversation over there on who's completed what. But for this week, 
we're going to focus on the category that's a grind, which is complete a game that takes at least 50 hours to complete by the TA suggested completion times. Uh, Nate, what game are you going to go for this week? Well, short and sweet, I am going for Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition 360. Um, and I would have to double check what I've said previously because I feel like I've mentioned this one before. So I would, I'm would i going to have to double check my categories to make sure I'm not accidentally doubling up and uh, eliminating uh, a <laughs> contender. You might have used that for a game with a devil. Ah, uh, yes. That I sounds think you're like right. something I would do. Or, no, I think we talked about that. I was going to use um, Devil May Cry. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. okay. I think someone else was going to use Diablo. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, Diablo 3 Ultimate Evil Edition 360 definitely takes 50 or more hours. Um, Eventually even, you'll get that done. Yeah, unless you have someone dragging you through. But uh, <laughs> who would do that? Wild card. <laughs> Corey? Yeah, I was looking through my list of non-completed games and uh, that have time estimates. There's a few that don't. And unfortunately, it needs to be, just to clarify, an estimate of at least 50 hours. So something like 40 to 50 will not work. Uh, so that caused me to kind of re-look at the list. And I have two easy ones, quote unquote easy, Star Balls and Clicker Heroes. But I won't use those. I will use a real game. Clicker um, Heroes. I, I've never really been into Assassin's Creed. Uh, I never got into them. But I did put That's some now. time into Origins. And... I stopped for whatever reason, um, but that game is a 60 to 80 hour estimate minus the DLC. So I will go ahead and say that one. I do have 13 hours according to TA in it, and that's probably fairly accurate. So I do have uh, some time ahead of me, but I hear so many good things about it. And I think if I just stick to it, uh, I can get her done. So Assassin's Creed Origins. I need to play that game. Because so I mean, I... It. Yeah, and I actually have uh, the the gold edition, so I have all the DLC, so I'm ready to go with that. Even better, uh, I just need to I just need to put the time into it. Um, and luckily, it's not like Assassin's Creed One that I'm choosing because I hear horror stories with that. Uh, this one should be doable. Assassin's Creed One isn't terrible; it's just repetitive. Be careful, yeah. Be careful. <laughs> and going from Assassin's Creed Origins to the first you probably won't like it because there's been so much added to the game. Oh, I will probably never play an Assassin's Creed before Black Flag. Oh. I should probably go back and play man. Black Flag because I stopped it. Brotherhood is so good. You, the Ezio collection, just all three of them are so good. I mean, okay, may, maybe if I play the remasters, maybe. There we'll we see. I would say like, I, I have Origins and I have Odyssey I like on deck, ready to go. I probably should play them. And AC3 wasn't bad. I mean, it was panned, but I, I'm looking forward to going back and playing it again with, you know, with, without that kind of stigma and sort of see how it goes. But I mean, it was a good game, I think. I really like 3. I don't agree with a lot of the criticism. Yeah. I don't think it deserved all that, but yeah, I think you deserve it to go back and, and try some of the, the older ACs eventually. Yeah. The Especially if come. you want to play for f- f- fun. We'll see. But you, you have a game picked out too, right, Kenny? I do. Now, a game that actually is 50 hours to complete. <laughs> I was just about to say, I need a clarification. Is it Halo? It's Halo, right? It, yeah, no. no you not, can't not say this Halo time. every week. Not exactly. I have to change it up. I need a clarification on, on the rule. 
Now, what if the... I don't have my gavel this week. (laughs) Darn it. What if the DLC adds more time? Now, what I'm getting at is Jurassic World Evolution. This is something I've been eyeing up. I keep wanting to go back to it. I've done so much into it. I just need a few more achievements to complete it. Now, the completion estimate is 40 to 60. Clearly, not at least 50. I get that, so quiet. But there's been three title updates since then. One title update has an estimated completion of 15 hours. The next is six. And then the third is eight. So it's over the 60-hour mark. Now, does that count? I would say yes, um, but I would double-check those numbers um, because the completions require the DLC and the, the title updates anyway. So if that's the case, I would think you'd have to accept the additional estimates. That's where I would think too. But yeah, I definitely sense. need clarification from Mr. Snuffs on that. I will have to check. But yeah, I would say if- it's a pretty safe bet. If for whatever reason that one doesn't count, I have a backup. I want to do, and this one is, this one I'm stretching. I'm try. I, I would love to be able to do this one. Idol Champions. Uh, what's the full name? Idol Champions of the Forgotten Age, I think it is. Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms, thank you. Now, this is clearly not just 50 hours. This is way over. That's, two, that's over 200 hours. And it's simple. I mean, I know you don't want to do Clicker Heroes. I'm just going to add in Idol Champions and something like the name applies it's something you can idle turn it on walk away record a podcast while you're while you're quote-unquote playing it (laughs) super simple it's a grind man it's a grind i'm in the middle of it i'm not touching that one (laughs) (laughs) i actually uh started it up to do kind of my daily check-in or my you know every two-day check-in and uh popped an achievement i was very happy because there's a few and far between now at least for me um, I know other guys who are serious about it are really far along. I'm, I think I'm middle of the road uh, at this point, but uh, they're starting to space out for sure. See, so, yeah, I'm nowhere close to this. I've gone to like level 99, I think it was. Couldn't do it. Had to re- had to restart it. So I'm still in the quote unquote beginning. <laughs> but I wouldn't go hard at it now. But it's just island. But that's our games for the BCM slash Frameholes Completion Challenge. Now, Iron Fist of Snuffs, he also has an achievement hunting podcast. It's on YouTube. If you're interested, it's called the Chivo Chums. Give it a give it a listen. It's a friend of the show and it's a good show. I think you'd like Smash it. Smash that subscribe button. And now time for Proclamation Point. Take it proclamation away. Proclamation point. Corey. Hey, no insults. So it, it's routine. It just, it, you know, it's bad habit. All right. Well, I'm not L, so I'm not going to read this like L. So no one can read. Let's it like go. <laughs> Completions this week. We have Death Dealers has reached 40 completed games, and X the Hero has reached 550 Sexy games. Streaks. We have a few streaks this week. Whoa! Watch your clothes. Jin Doctor is currently on a 25 day streak. Why is that in there? So that's less than a month. <laughs> True Marvelous, 200 day. Awu, four years. Yeah, Death I, Dealers, on, 250 Corey, days. you said that wrong. It's not Awu. It's Awu. Oh, my voice is cracked like crazy doing that. You <laughs> cannot replace it. Man. That's why I not did it. Uh, Death Dealers, 250 days. 
Wakapel, Wakapel, 2000 day achievement win streak. And Rocker Dude. That's you. That's me, 150 days. Next up is Gamer Score. We have two. Let's see. What does it say? Nerve Bullet has reached 200,000 Gamer Score, which was a goal of theirs to reach it by November 18th. Crushed Very it. Very specific date, but yes, crushed he it, did crush it. TA Score, Redemption Denied, has hit 3.6 million TA. That is Matism crazy. at 900,000. <laughs> Running up on a million there. And Carnage, K4, has hit 1.45 million TA. He's about to hit a big one with 1.5 there. For leaderboards, we have Skeptical Mario. He's now in the top 10,000. Is that right? Yes. Of achievements, completion, percentage. Leaderboard. And another... Leaderboard achievement that is tied to a goal is Sasha Morning. They are now in the top 100 for TA. That is pretty big. That was their goal to hit by the end of June. So good job on just hitting that in before the half year mark. And that is the the proclamation point this week. Good job to everybody mentioned. Way to go, everyone. Big numbers. 3.6 million TA. 25 day achievement win streak. <laughs> I just got one of those myself, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not ripping. It's uh I think my longest win streak or yeah, my longest streak is like 14 days, so I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that I just hit 150 during this past week. Um I'm getting close to my highest streak. Um I'm definitely I'm on pace to crush the achievement, how many achievements I hit in that streak. But it is a pain some days when like I'm just playing or like it's been a busy day and I don't have time to play. And it's like, oh, I need to log in and get an achievement. So I quickly look and see what's available. And it's like, oh, I don't want to play anything with a story. What can I just log in and do? And it, it it's a pain at times for sure. How much longer are you going? I, I, I would like to hit one year and then... I would be done with it. I tried to, I I think I told the story before. I've tried to do that before and, and destiny Two screwed me over. Uh, but I'm trying it again and then I'm going to cut it off. Gotcha. Yeah. Just has no appeal for me. So same. I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing it. It has no appeal for me either. It's just like a, (laughs) it's a weird thing that I need to prove to myself. I don't know. Gotcha. That's why I put threes on my tag. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You see, although streaks lead to bad decisions like that. All right. Well, I guess that'll about do it for us, unless you guys have anything you'd like to add. I'm good. No, I'm good. All right. Let's go get some Taco I, Bell. I, I was about. I, I was just about to mention Taco Bell. Get, hit up your Taco Bell <laughs> if it's a dollar or a dollar fifty nine, as we have discovered, and get that loaded nacho taco. New limited time offer. Hits the spot. Good stuff. I will be doing this tomorrow. So yeah, post pictures in keto, please. <laughs> Hashtag keto. At extra hero. Done. <laughs> hey, X, are cinnamon twists considered keto? I need to know. If pork rinds are, I don't see why this can't be. Wait, pork rinds are keto? Very keto, as far as I know. I don't get the keto diet. Oh, okay. We always go into food. We're not hungry podcasts. You started it. You said, didn't you? <laughs> I thought you said Oh, that. I also got the watermelon freeze at Taco Bell, which is new. It comes with candy seeds. Excellent. 
Okay, maybe I'll go talk about tomorrow as well. Happy hours two to five. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's continue with this outro. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsors, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Guacamole. Titanfall. <laughs> if you enjoyed the show, please like and review us on your platform of choice. We're on Libsyn, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. We're all over the place. Don't forget to also smash that subscribe button. If you want to send us a Twitter tweet, we're at we're on Twitter at Achievements101. You can follow our Mixer page, mixer.com slash AH101. And lastly, and most importantly, join our Discord. Come be a part of the community. Link is yes. discord.io slash AH101. Yes, I think even... Hmm, I think I'll put it in a secret word this week for a giveaway. Mm. And secret. it'll be something that we've mentioned in the panel. One word... First person to get it wins. Is it game? And go. Not anymore. It's not. I'll, I'll, I'm going to censor it. All right, guys. Talk Quit to you next saying week. It. You got to keep beeping yourself up. Class dismissed. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cooperative Dissonance for the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. I'm joined today by Prue. How are you doing, Prue? Hello, everyone. Rocker Dude 5012. Hey, that's me. Hello. And Big L. Back in the groove. Oh, there's a spoiler there. Oops. And the four of us are going to talk today about Toe Jam and Earl, Back in the Groove. Now, to be completely honest, I actually don't have a lot of history, so I'm going to lean on the guys here today to do most of the talking. But I'm going to lay down some of the groundwork first before we dive in. Toe Jam and Earl, Back in the Groove was released back at the beginning of the month on March 1st by Human Nature Studios, who also developed the game. Uh, it has a thousand gamer score and five thousand TA, so you got quite a bit of work to do if you're trying to get the completion in this one. I think everything in the game is obtainable, right? Would oh no, there's actually there's one one glitchy one that is glitchy, but we're gonna get into the achievements a little later. The game can currently be purchased for nineteen ninety nine and weighs in at two point four seven gigs. So with all that introduction out of the way, I'm actually going to turn this over to Corey because I know you were pretty excited for this and reached out and, um, you know, thanks to the developer for sending us along a copy of the code. So why don't you get started talking about your gameplay experience with Toe Jam and Earl? Well, I have little to none nostalgia for this game. I do remember it back in the Sega Genesis days, but uh, I only remember it visually. I have no recollection of actually playing the game uh, or the story or anything like that. So my excitement came from just the name in general and it having a kind of a kind of a cool background ish. Uh, if if you didn't know, this one was a Kickstarter backed game and it did very well on Kickstarter. So uh, it obviously was welcomed by the Internet. Uh, and so that made me excited to play it. And that's. That's really where my excitement stemmed from, uh, if you will. Now, as soon as I got it, hopped into it and uh, did the tutorial world. I think I did it over two nights, actually. But um, I guess you would call it a, a roguelike game. Um, it, it's not easy uh, by any stretch of the means, at least for myself. Uh, and uh, essentially the goal of the game is to 
uh, you're these alien things and Toe Jam and Earl and friends, and you crash land it, and you need to find different pieces of your ship in order to build it back together. And once you found them all, you can leave, and the game's over. And throughout finding the ship pieces, you are going through different levels uh, using elevators. And uh, I guess you're on Earth. Uh, I'm not really sure, but. Uh, well, you know, there, there are earthlings in the game, so I guess it is earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you go through these levels, there may or may not be a ship part on one. And so you're navigating through these unknown maps uh, and unknown terrains with these right, good or bad enemies uh, along the way. And as you go up, they, they seem to get uh, tougher and tougher. Uh, you have lives and XP and, and money to help you along the way. Uh, but yeah, enemies try to kill you and on your way back to uh all the shit parts so that's the game in a nutshell uh and like i said it, it was pretty hard for me i don't I don't know if if any of you guys played it without you know before we talk about the co-op experience if you played it single player and and how that was well actually before we touch on that part of the experience real quick i'm just curious because you mentioned at the top that you don't actually have the nostalgia feels for this game that a lot of the folks who were really interested in it did and i'm kind of in your camp we had a genesis at home i think we had the game or there was access to it at least but i don't recall playing it that much um l what about you did you have some experience with toe jam and earl before this came in or was this strictly a you saw it somewhere else before uh no no nostalgia for me as well no i remember uh on the zz podcast prue talking about it all the time Yes, all the time. (laughs) I think so. Your your nostalgia goes over the last few years. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Well, that that leads to the point. So, Prue, you actually had experience with the game from the Genesis version, correct? Oh, yeah. So, Toe Jam & Earl was by far my most played Sega Genesis game. And uh, my first memories, my first system was an NES. But very early on, I was probably maybe seven or eight, maybe nine. When I got the Genesis, and and Toad Jam and Earl was the by far the most played game, uh, mm. based on its its uniqueness. Uh, a, a lot of it was, of course, because of the co op nature as well. You know, it's not the same sort of co op that you get in a lot of earlier uh, eight to sixteen bit games, where it's you know, maybe a two D platformer or a fighter or something like that. Um, the the fact that you could kind of travel away from each other and do your own sorts of thing. And then come back together and meet. That was always so awesome and fascinating. Uh, but it was just just so random and silly and fun. And I, I, yeah, it's a, it was a blast. And I played it with my siblings. I played it with my friends. Um, and uh, in fact, uh, I had two very close friends, two of my closest friends growing up. And they were twins. So there was always three of us. So uh, we always kind of swapped out who got to be who had to be Earl because he was slow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I, I loved Toe Jam and Earl growing up. It's a, it was it's such a fun, weird, bizarre game. Okay, so it's good to know everyone's history, and we'll kind of come back to whether or not Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove hit the right notes for you. But Corey was leading to a fair topic that's probably going to take up quite a bit of our discussion and that's how you engage with the game so l did you get to play it at all single player did you mostly play it when we were doing co-op among the four of us i did not play it single player surprise surprise (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well this is uh, if i can be carried i will be carried and we will talk about that later (laughs) oh yes we will and that matches my experience too my experience with toe jam mineral is entirely cooperative 
Uh, but Prue, I know you put in quite a number of runs, correct? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think I'm probably 15 runs in at this point. Um, and I, I, I will definitely admit that the co-op is definitely more satisfying and more fun and engaging. But to me, it just just because of the nostalgia, it's like I can I can play for an hour or two and run through the world, and it it's still satisfying to me. Um, now I could recognize how it might not be for someone who's new to it, doesn't really get it, or doesn't have that background. Um, and it's certainly not a game that you can sit there and play all day. It's not a game that you want to play every night uh, by yourself. It's meant to be played in co-op, I would say. But there's still some fun to be had uh, in single player. Uh, what about you, Corey? Is that kind of match your thinking? Uh, definitely, yeah. From my limited single player experience uh, to our co-op sessions, uh, the game doesn't seem to scale that I could tell. So co-op is definitely the way to go. And uh, to be honest, it was it was more fun co-op. Um, and not having that experience beforehand and, and not really knowing how the game plays, uh, co-op also kind of allowed me to, I think, to play it in the way that it should be played. And that's a little bit more slow paced and uh, thought out before you continue. When I started out playing by myself, I was trying to get through the levels as quick as I can. And, and that's really not how you should play this game. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> no, and that was the lesson I learned too. Uh, we had played a little co-op with my brother prior to playing with Prue, and I learned so much in the later walkthrough because we got an explanation of all the gifts and what they do. Now, for those of you who've never played ToeJam and Earl, one of the main hooks in the gameplay is that as you go through the levels, you acquire gifts. Sometimes you acquire them because they're just on the ground. Other times you fight Santa Claus and he drops a few for you. <laughs> but you wind up with gifts in your inventory. The trick with the gifts is that frequently they show up with a bunch of question marks. So you have to weigh the pros and cons of opening them. Whenever you open a gift, its effect takes place. So sometimes you have awesome things like a boombox that will distract all the earthlings who are trying to attack you. While other th times you'll wind up with something like a rain cloud that will keep doing damage to you <laughs> while you try to walk around and is incredibly <laughs> frustrating. The other thing to keep in mind when you're playing in co-op is when your teammates are near you, which will be indicated by sort of sparkling lights on, on the game uh, screen. Everyone that's with you also gets the benefits. So if you have an item like Icarus Wings, for example, that allow you to fly all over the map, anyone nearby you also gets the benefit. And to me, at least in our co-op experience, and uh, you guys can correct me if you feel a different way, really knowing what the items did and working together was the key difference maker in making the game enjoyable. Because I wasn't having a whole lot of fun before we really slowed down and approached it that way. Yeah, it's it's the gifts are one of the interesting, more interesting parts of this because it plays to this sort of roguelite sort of randomness of the game. Mm -hmm. And early on, you don't have a lot of options. In fact, you when you when you first boot up the game, you only know one or two gifts um, and then you you don't know any of the other ones. And you have a few options on how to learn what they do. You can use them, which is a big risk because I would I'd probably say maybe, I don't know, two thirds are good and one third have a negative effect. Um, but you can also spend money, which you find and get through various means to identify gifts. You can actually get gifts to identify other gifts. So really a good run is when you can, through luck and, uh, through effort, you can learn what all the gifts do. And then once you get to the later levels, it's way more risky because if you get, um, 
something like a randomizer, which will you you've <laughs> yes. learned all of the gifts or a, a good chunk of the gifts. And if you open a randomizer and you don't know what it is, it will change all of your gifts. So now you no longer know which ones you're opening. And at the at, at a late stage game, if you're on level twenty or for example, and you do that, um, it can spell your doom. You can lose a whole run because uh, just uh, just because of the luck. Yeah, and the gifts don't always look standard. So there are different, several different types of looks of the gift. They may be tall or short or round or wrapped in a bow. But just because you know in one playthrough that the high tops are in a yellow and red box with a ribbon doesn't mean in your next playthrough, or even I think within the same playthrough sometimes, because uh, there are certain question mark blocks that'll show up, that you'll necessarily find the same thing. So learning the patterns on that on one run through isn't going to help you. And that's where it is defined as a roguelite on TA, but it's a little bit deceiving, I think, because you're not really carrying anything over from previous playthroughs that make your later playthroughs better. It's just level to level within your one level one to level 25 playthrough. Is that correct, Prue? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, they're, they've introduced in this, in Back in the Groove, you do, you can, if you make it till the end, unlock some um, hats, which is, uh, but that, there's randomness with them as well. So it's not, it's the same sort of thing. You can activate the hats for the, your next run through, but they could be bad or they could be good. And it's, it's, so it's not really this, but, but when I was uh, doing the research into it uh, and I looked up the roguelite definition on TA, um, and a very strict reading of that definition, I guess it, it does fit it, but it's also, it's very unlike any other roguelite that you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There are stats. I, I don't know how much, other than your life bar increasing, cause you could see that visually. I'm really not sure how much stats like luck affect things. I'm sure you do get speedier. So there is some of that too, but it doesn't carry over from playthrough to playthrough. So there's still that. Um, and speaking of playthroughs, there are a couple different ways to go through the game, right? It, everyone starts with the game available in fixed mode, which means you're going to play stages 1 through 25. They all have the same layout, the different worlds, but the location of objects will be different. But then you open up a different game mode once you complete it. Uh, Corey, I know you've been through a run through, so you want to talk a little more about what opens post-completion? Um, well, I've only completed it as many times as you have at this point. Um so I don't know too much to add there. Uh, Prue? So actually, it's uh, once you're in the fixed tutorial world, once you get to level 10, you unlock random mode, which is where the bulk of your time will be spent in the game. Like you say, once you play through fixed mode, whether you get to level 10 or all the way up to level 25, um, it gets really boring. I guess you could do it if you if you wanted to play through fixed mode over and over again because you know where all the spaceship parts are and, and the elevators. But uh, really, the fun of the game comes in playing random mode because it switches up the levels, it switches up um, the geography of the levels, where the, the different pieces are, all the presence and all that sorts of stuff. So random mode is the way to go as soon as you unlock it. All right. And I, I have to confess, I haven't played it. Uh, but I want to talk a little more about the cooperative experience, too, since it's kind of what we're here to do. So I uh, just want to throw it to Elk. He's been a little quiet while we're discussing sort of the... Uh, ins and outs of the actual game mechanics but what were your thoughts on the co-op play what did you like what didn't you like well i enjoyed prue carrying me of course (laughs) well (laughs) the first awesome and notable part about co-op is that achievements pop for 
all four people mm-hmm. or or whoever doesn't have it yet. I will give it that. Yep, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Even even if it's something that only one person did, it will still pop for everyone. Do you have an example of one of those achievements offhand? Sure. Uh, the one you did, uh, Boombox Baby, to use the boombox four times. I believe it was only you who used it, not everyone. There was even another instance where um, there's boomboxes around and you do these little dance things and you get little dance levels or whatnot. And I had did a dance without you guys and I hit level five and you guys were still level four, I think, and that you even popped for you as well. Uh, yes, and actually, um, when you run out of lives, you turn into this, uh, I guess, like an angel who flies around. And even then, you can unlock achievements if someone else is, is doing stuff. So there's a reason to stick around if you're playing and you run out of lives, and you can be gifted lives by the other players. You can actually also um, interact with the world as well. If you're a, an angel or a ghost, whatever it is, you can um, stun the human, the human, uh, the earthlings. If you go up to them, help out. yeah, uh, just to help your other friends if they don't have any lives to spare or if they're just being mean to you and don't want to give you their lives because you just stood in the elevator the whole time. <laughs> and one thing I would definitely recommend if anyone listening to this is curious about the game but has a little trepidation before they go ahead and play it, find someone who knows what they're doing. I feel like we learned a lot on the playthrough we were able to do with you, Prue, not just with the gifts that we talked about before, but also with managing your lives. Lives can be acquired sometimes through a gift, but you can also acquire them by gaining levels. Not every level gives you a life, but knowing when that might be coming kind of helps you decide when it's worth to take a risk versus when it's worth it to play a little safer. And you can look at the lives of everybody in your team as sort of a cooperative pool because you can share them in that way. Another thing you can do with your co-op partners is if you're running a little low on health and no one has uh, an item for you to heal up, you can actually high five your partner and it'll split the available health between you. So it's another way where you can prolong your playthrough by taking advantage of cooperative play. Yeah, at first, if, if you don't know what you're doing, first of all, you would assume that you can attack the enemies and you can't. So that's number one, until you find a present where you can find uh, tomatoes or something to throw. You cannot kill enemies. Uh, Another thing you find is that you can actually fall off the map and you will fall down to the floor below. And you once again have to find the elevator to go back up. And co-op, that's very interesting because you could be on totally different floors as your co-op partners. Well, I think that was the case even back on the Genesis. You could fall through to another floor and be on a totally different floor, right? Yes. Oh, that's... Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that that's a holdover. Although one of the things they added in this version of the game, as uh, Corey mentioned before, it was kickstarted, and throughout the game there are these backer islands where you can um, hop across. Oftentimes, you have to use an item to access them, but if you get to the backers, they usually have gifts for you and they'll dance with you. And uh, there's an achievement tied to that, but I. Th- think, Corey, is that the achievement you were saying or alluding to earlier that doesn't seem to be working? Uh, no, the one that doesn't seem to be working is uh, popping all of the bad earthling types and win one game. Oh. While that is a, it sounds like a very hard achievement, uh, there's somebody said that there is some glitchiness to it, and it is the only one with no tracked gamers. Okay. And... Uh, with the backer one, I think part of the, it's only got three tracked gamers now that I'm looking at it on TA. 
just like everything else in the game, there's randomization to it. So you won't find the backers at the same place. So that you're going to have to pray to the RNG gods, I guess, to uh, hopefully earn that achievement. And I don't know that a full list of backer island backers is available. So something to keep in mind. Uh, sorry, let me take one more step back. I want to talk a little bit about the online play. L, I know you had some pretty strong thoughts about playing online and how that went. So I definitely want to make sure those get aired out. Well, the first time we played was not with Prue. It was with uh, Michelle's brother. And there was definitely some weirdness going on. I would get killed, as only I can get killed. <laughs> and then instead of coming back, I would just be he I'd be hearing the game. But uh, the screen would just be static like i wouldn't be able to see what's going on and it was just very weird and then the second time we played uh with prue there was i believe twice where Corey had to quit out and go back in i forget why though he got stuck uh yeah if it this happened when the game with michelle's brother and with prue if if somebody picks up like a ship part for example uh, everybody sees that it pops up on their screen and then you get like a little spin wheel of, you know, a little extra thing for finding it. Um, and it seems if that happened and it took over your screen, if you were happen to be doing something at that exact moment, uh, it would mess you up. So the first time I think I had just hopped in the water and I was stuck in the, in the water. And then the second time, uh, I think it may have been something similar, but it also, I, I may have been, in an elevator or trying to get to an elevator uh, and, and it's something similar happened, but yeah, little janky. Yeah. Janky was definitely the word for it. There, there's another issue too. If you play online that the host has to join the world first, does that sound correct? Cause if the host doesn't join the world first, the other players will wind up on level zero, but the game will be glitched. So it just, you won't be able to, progress farther even that one seems a little different as well um mm -hmm. and so basically when she means uh gets loads into the world obviously the host is the one who makes the game uh but you you you're at a character select screen and you can kind of see where other people have taken a character and you have to press start to load into the world well the invite invitees can load into the world first and if that seems to happen that's when she's talking about it gets a little gets a little weird uh michelle and l always ended up at level zero which is actually kind of a secret uh level because you actually start on level one and i would start out on level one and and kind of be stuck there and uh, see nothing spawned on the map yeah so these were definitely um unique to online play and unfortunately if you're not overly familiar with the game yet and don't have someone like a prude to sherpa you through the whole thing it can make the game very frustrating right at the outset, which is unfortunate because mm -hmm. I think for Corey and Ellen and myself, we left the time we played the game with Prue going, you know, I hate to admit it, but I kind of had fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so with all that said, let's actually turn our focus a little bit to achievements because we've kind of been going on a while and we've touched on the list for a little while. But I have I have a question I'm going to turn to Ellen Corey and a question I'm going to turn to Prue. So I'm going to start with Prue. As someone who played Toe Jam and Earl in your youth, how do you feel about this achievement list? Are these kind of things that when you heard about this game coming that you thought you might have to do? Or were you surprised by anything in here? Do you feel it makes people engage in the game 
in a way that's interesting? And did any of them stand out to you? Uh, I actually like the list quite a bit. It seems pretty pretty well balanced overall. Um, there's some fun co-op stuff that you have to do, like sending a, a bad gift to a friend. And, um, <laughs> and there's some frustrating ones that you, like, it's, the thing is that you can save in the game, so almost none of these are unbearable. But, like, there's some for just having bad luck, like opening a t- terrible present past level 20. Um, Thanks, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think overall the list is very, very good. Um, and, in fact, I was tr- angling to be the first to complete the game. There's just a couple that really, really get under my skin. Um, obviously, the glitchy one, that's just unfortunate. But uh, I know the game has been completed on PlayStation and the devs have been super, super receptive to uh, any sort of issues. So hopefully they'll they'll get on that. Um, But really, uh, the one that really bothers me and and we were all going for it was the uh, stupid Hyperfunk Zone um, achievement. And so that thing. So basically what happens is you find these secret portals in the world and you go to this sort of 2D plat quote-unquote platforming section but you you don't control your speed or direction or even your jump you literally can only phase through things and that's it's it it's like an infinite runner yes mm-hmm. exactly a, a terrible infinite runner because you're you're placed in the <laughs> middle of the screen and you can't see anything that's coming at you so it's uh i god i was getting so frustrated with that achievement and uh that one bothers me so hyperfunk zone was never a part of toe and earl it was part of toe and earl 2 which was a 2D platformer, um, which was a massive letdown back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. But that one is probably the only one on the list that I would change, honestly. Everything else is fine with me. I, I could do everything else. Uh, that was the one that got under my skin. Okay. So for Ellen Corey, and you guys can decide who gets to answer this first. Now, neither of you had played ToeJam & and had no, or not in any major way anyway, so what do you think of the list? Do you think that some of the stuff is a little off-putting? That You do have to play the game many times to complete it. Is that something that is okay because you have fun through it or you learn more? What, what are your thoughts on the list? So I actually kind of like the list. I think it's, it's uh, varied in a good way. Um, it has you play the game different times, which is fine. You end up getting different things each time, uh, the, the hats and whatnot to be specific. So even unlocking all the hats is cool. Um, I don't really like to visit every backer character. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, sorry yeah. to interrupt you just for a second, but could you, we've mentioned the hats a couple of times, so didn't really talk about what they are, give examples. Could you just give a quick example of, of the hats and what they do? The, so when you beat the game, you have the option of selecting uh, a character and one of three hats. I believe uh, just beating the game once and picking a hat. Uh, I don't even remember which one I picked. So maybe Prue can give some examples. Yeah. So, so there's one that like, for example, will give you health at random times. And then uh, they always have a, fr- a primary and a secondary effect. And so you walk around and this hat will randomly activate and give you health. And then the secondary effect is sometimes it will give you, um, it will revive you if you die. So that's a good hat, but there are different conditions for getting hats as well. Like you beating the game, there's like, you'd have to be the game probably a dozen or so times, I'd say. Um, But there's other conditions as well to get hats. Like you'd have to beat the game on hard mode five or six times. And you would also have to get to the end of the hyperfunk zone to get one of the hats as well. So it's actually, it's a mixture of things. 
Um, but it is doable, question mark. <laughs> it's close to doable, I'd say. Now, are all the hats considered power hats, or is that just a certain type of hat? Every hat is a power hat, yep. Okay, because there's only one gamer with that achievement. Yeah, because you have to beat the Hyperfunk Zone, and there's only six okay. people that have done that, and then you'd have to also replay the game a whole bunch. Wow. So When we played a few days ago, there were four people, and now there's six people, so that's uh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but but back to your thoughts on the uh, on the list. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, yeah, so I was I was mentioning the uh, there's an achievement for visiting a kicker Kickstarter backer, and so there's another achievement for visiting every single one of them. And as to my knowledge, uh, that they appear randomly, um, and it, so I don't know. I don't like when when randomness comes into play like that. So you you could play it fifty times and still miss that mm-hmm. one, even if you hit every one. I, I don't know. Um, and may, maybe a hat solves that, and maybe a hat solves some of these that. Uh, I'm kind of just scrolling through like uh, successfully opened 10 broken presents in a game. Well, when we played the game the other day, I don't even recall. Maybe I found one broken present. And so maybe there's a hat that helps me find more broken presents. I, I don't know. But the, the RNG makes some of these seem a little tough because they want you to do a lot of it within one game, one run. So, um, but um, I mean... I don't know. It's not, it's not too bad. I like that the list is v- varied uh, pretty widely on, on doing different things in different ways. Makes it fun. Sure. What are your thoughts, Al? I agree with what Corey's saying. It's a good varied list. And we've only played twice, and I got 27 of 48 achievements. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. But I do get the feeling you have to play multiple, multiple, multiple times to get in the groove and keep it going (laughs) i would uh, like speaking of which i would like to say the soundtrack is really catchy and fantastic (laughs) Uh, i really like the funk soundtrack blasting it that and the subtext that pops up different places pretty funny (laughs) there's a humor about the game the uh the dialogue from the backers and the dialogue from the characters very funny stuff very colorful game as well stands out immediately well, I think that was part of the appeal of Toe Jam and Earl, even from the Genesis days, is it, it has character. It's not quite like mm-hmm. anything else you've played. It definitely fits a very unique pocket. I, I can't think of any other game that I would directly equate to Toe Jam and Earl and go, okay, here's a play alike. That This game really stands on its own, I, I think, anyway. Um, and I'm, I'm going to also say I agree with the list, uh, the commentaries on the list. The, the variety is really nice. But you do have to be aware if you're going to purchase the game that it's going to command several replays. It's not a quick completion, but you're definitely going to get your $20 out of it Out of it, if your plan is to get most of the list. Keep in mind, too, that when you're playing in co-op, if you have a co-op buddy who's ready to heal your friends 10 times, you're going to get that one, too. Definitely play it in co-op if you can. It's, it's beneficial for many, many reasons, and I think more fun that way. Not that I played it in single player to comment uh Prue, what do you think did you i know you touched on it before but did you you like both of the experiences kind of completely separately like not one over the other or do you kind of favor one and also Corey seemed to think it doesn't scale did you notice the same thing were there not more enemies in co-op or anything like that so i would yeah no i would definitely agree i mean i i would say de- play it with two people if you can if you can play it with three it's better if you can play it with four it's going to be the best experience that you can have 
Um, not not only because of the social experience, obviously that's that's fantastic, but just just in general, the gameplay is more fun when you can all go in separate directions and explore your own things. And all of a sudden, somebody from the from the you know the top left corner is, oh my god, I died, I fell off the cliff or whatever. And <laughs> it's like uh, I, I, we had a uh, I had a moment with Michelle where I. Um, the present yes. I was opening was unclear, <laughs> so I, I opened it and I brought her to me. I was trying to get off this tiny island, and I brought her to me, and I ended up basically pushing her off the cliff into the to the level below. Um, <laughs> it's that sort of fun, random stuff that can happen that that makes the game great. So I, I mean, the more people you can play with, the better off it is. And and every time. You found the hyperfunk zone. You said we're going we're in. Going in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as far as your question, uh, uh, no, it doesn't scale. I don't. I don't think in any way it scales. Uh, basically, it's the same sort of world that you go into single player that you do in co-op. So it's it's actually a much easier game the more people you have. Depending on if everybody pulls their weight, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> and nobody He's making a sandwich count. Opens randomizer gifts on level twenty-two. <laughs> hey, you got an achievement. <laughs> so, with all of this said, we have to kind of get down to the the final statement here. Out of five non-randomized presents, Prue, how many presents would you gift Tojam and Earl? Uh, I would give it, I'd give it four presents, four presents out of five. Um, they went with the approach of it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So this is so similar to the original, uh, almost to a fault, I would say, but I still had a great time with it and I'm, and I still want to get it done. Uh, I hope they, they fix it and they work on the achievements and I, I and, and seriously, I'd, I love playing this game with people. Anybody who wants to, if they, if they need someone to run them through it, I'd love to do it. And uh, I had a great time with you guys. Any, anybody wants to, to run through it, I'll do it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, real quick, what what was that first? I remember there was a patch day that devs put out. Well, what did that fix? So, initially, on Xbox, none of your progress would save. So, you, like I said before, you when you start out, you only have access to the tutorial world. And you have to get to level 10 to unlock uh, the fixed world. And then to to get the random world, you have to beat the fixed or the Fixed world, right? So, um, and then every time you beat a level, you unlock hats and characters. None of that stuff would save. It, well, it would save, but when you boot, when you first booted into the game, it had appeared as though it was the first time you booted into the game, even if you had unlocked all these modes and all these characters. So, what you would have to have done was load up a, a random online game, then quit out, and then the, once the game reloaded, it would see all of your saved data. Um, so it was kind of annoying, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It was just obnoxious. Uh, but they really like, they turned around probably within a week and, and fixed that stuff. So I, I think they're pretty responsive to the community feedback. So hopefully this, the last achievement that's unobtainable right now, will get uh, taken care of in a future patch. We might need to drop them a line or have them <laughs> listen to this review. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we will. So L, since the ball is in your court right now. How about you? Oh, How boy. many presents would you give to Toejam and Earl back in the groove? Um, I would give it a three and a half presents. I definitely enjoyed my time, the second time anyway, with Prue, but I don't really know how often I would want to go back to it. But I would definitely play again, but mm, not quite sure. All right. Corey? 
What about you? Uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove gets three out of five presents for me. Uh, it probably would have been a solid four it hadn't if if the multiplayer worked a little bit smoother uh, for me. But it's definitely a, one that I wouldn't mind setting up with a group and you know playing once a week because uh, you know a, a run of I don't know if we mentioned it, it's twenty five levels. It'll take you uh, you know a couple hours if you're taking your time. It was a good three hours, wasn't it? Maybe, and we were even playing normal. But we were also mm-hmm. trying to uh, uncover all the map squares on Five of the Worlds is one of the achievements. And we were thinking about the Moonbox thing, thinking about the Hyperfunk Zones. We unlocked a lot oh. of Hyperfunk Zones when we were playing, because <laughs> we were really trying to get that done. So we, we played it in a meandering sort of way. I think if you do really play it just to find the ship parts and get done, you can finish it significantly more quickly than we did we also had multiple instances where you had to quit out Corey, and join us i think that happened twice in the run we did so all that stuff slows us down unfortunately uh and and for those reasons actually i'm right i'm exactly where you are Corey. although i'll give the game this the very first time we played it when we played with my brother and we were less aware of what we were doing i was like oof you know i I get the nostalgia goggles because the game is unique and the game has a thing about it. One of those intangibles. But I wasn't having a whole lot of fun. Like, this is like a two, a two and a half. But then when we played together and we had a better sense of the game, it got better. And I feel like if some of the online jankiness is uh, addressed in future patches and we keep playing and getting more familiar, I feel like the game will eventually settle at like four star for gift territory for me because it it is fun there there's just something about it that even though it was getting late and you know what happens when it gets late and for those of us older people we start to get cranky it still managed to be a good time so i'm definitely encouraged to keep playing more but right now because of the online issues i'm also at a three out of five yeah and i definitely am not done with the game either especially now that we've beaten we each have a new character and a power hat i'm interested to see how that changes it um, and maybe how our focus changes. So uh, I look forward to going back to it. When we played, Prue was the only one with hats. So Prue would switch between his different hats. Now all of us have something we can contribute. And that might make the p- game play even quicker. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to. I think that there's a lot of... The, the ceiling's quite high on this one. So definitely looking forward to going back to it. Which we can't always say about the games that we have the opportunity to review. That is true. Any final thoughts? True for Prue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if not, um, thank you very much, Prue, for joining us on this uh, this review. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your help with the game and with the content. And uh, with that, I, we will catch you next time. Thank you, Prue. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hello everyone, Wakapale, that's me, has been busy preparing the Game Club game Soma for the weekend, but I figured I should do something for the regular podcast as well this week. I've been participating in this month's TA playlist game, which is the 2009 Game of the Year contender Metroidvania and Sneak'em Up Batman Arkham Asylum. I originally played Arkham Asylum back in 2011, and was very impressed by it back then, but has it stood the test of time? 
I'm glad to report it certainly has. While it's at the time top-notch visuals are not as impressive today, they certainly still look fantastic and the Xbox One port looks, plays and sounds great in 2019. Much has been said about Mark Hamill's excellent Joker performance, but the rest of the cast are great as well. Arkham Asylum is a technical masterclass with some incredible production values and attention to detail you rarely come across in games. The game design and pacing is phenomenal, only slightly marred by the 300 or so collectibles that are all over the Asylum. Making the most of the Batman license, Arkham Asylum wastes little time introducing the villains as it expects the player to already at least know of them. And if you don't, there is plenty of information for you to dig up in the menus. While the developers named their combat system Free Flow Combo System, Batman Combat has become the public shorthand for this brand of combat, which inspired many others and laid the groundwork for the also great but not as good terrorist simulators Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Replaying the game, I was struck by how violent and horrifying it is. I know the source material is as well, but I have a greater association with Adam West's 60s TV show Batman than any other take on the character. Batman Arkham Asylum has an age rating of 16 in Europe, but somehow got away with a teen rating in America. On top of the graphical beatdowns, murder, executions, torture and general malevolence, there are also straight up horror sequences, courtesy of the Scarecrow, and some pretty gnarly body horror triggered by the Titan formula. Arkham Asylum has 47 achievements worth between 1200 to 2100 TA, depending on which of the six versions you play. There are three for the 360, two for games for Windows Live, and one one version. The one version is worth the highest TA, likely because it has been included in Game Pass for a while now. If you, like me, are returning to Arkham, there is no reason to play on any other difficulty than hard, as many of us have gotten used to this kind of combat, and the few missable achievements won't be a problem. Make sure you beat up the welcoming committee near the end, or you will have to do another playthrough up to the final boss fight. I can confirm the challenge rooms are unaffected by the difficulty you choose. Batman Arkham Asylum still very much feels like a quality AAA game and like the last time I finished it 8 years ago, I still have appetite for more which is why I'm installing the Game of the Year edition on my 360 right now. Bye everyone!